I guess you're over them. No big surprise, you let them down again. You did it all for an elevated view from the closet in your room. You did it all for you, and that's what I. Welcome to a brand new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. For episode 31, I'm pleased to have bassist Kyle O'Neill from Michigan-based pop punk band Fireworks. Now, I'm not just bullshitting for the sake of this podcast, but this is literally one of my favorite bands. So it was a real treat to get to hang with Lord Kyle. If you like what you hear in this episode, please go check out his work in the band, look up his hilarious web series, The Gay Agenda, and be on the lookout for new music and comedy skits coming soon from this legendary dude. Don't be a stranger and follow Kyle on Instagram at Kyle O'Neill. If you enjoy what you hear, shoot us a follow on Instagram as well at Kellen's Petty Talk Show, where you can be up to date on all newly announced guests. Also, I wanted to give a quick shout out to my friend Alex Vincent, who was gracious enough to let me create a theme song in his amazing studio in sunny Clearwater, Florida, a few weeks back. This is the first episode I'm able to play it on, so I hope you all enjoy. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope this is the most punk rock podcast you hear all year. She's doing. I need all layers on me as I interview legends for thee. Grab your friends, your dog, and your fish. It's time to rip a new episode for the kids. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Kellen's Petty Talk Show. So you're probably one of the last guests that I'm going to ask this, but how did you survive COVID and what did you do during quarantine? Ooh, well, it's getting, I'm honored to be one of the last guests to answer this because <laughs> it seems like it might be like kind We're of be, beginning to be over. Yeah. Oh. Um, how did I survive COVID? Um, I don't, <laughs> that's a tough question. Uh, I don't know if I did. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I don't know. I, I was living with some good friends. I was living with Brett from fireworks when it all hit. And mm-hmm. so just being able to like go through it with him and his wife, who's also a good friend. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was, that was helpful. And then I, you know, I, I wrote a lot of music. I wrote a lot of 
comedy sketches I, all the things that i do i read a lot so watched oh, a lot yeah. of movies so stayed busy <laughs> yeah and i try to stay active too you know once they were like it's okay to be outside like i was like all right i'll go for a bike ride yes i'll go for bike ride but yeah well at the beginning it was like so weird because uh we didn't know what was happening <laughs> like it, it was like yeah. so apocalyptic like yeah it was weird in the beginning i couldn't even get toilet paper because people were hoarding it yeah and like yeah no one knew what it was what symptoms were or anything so yeah did you ever catch it not knowingly uh i mean okay like my both my roommates at the time definitely had it like yeah but it was before tests it was like the week that shutdown happened yeah but uh brett couldn't smell or uh taste for a week or something like that and he was like cooking for us and like we were just all hanging out so like i was definitely exposed to it if if i caught it i don't know because i didn't have any symptoms yeah um and then liz his wife was like coughing a bunch like so <laughs> i mean she could have had something else too but like you were I, like i, I gotta get coughing. out of here <laughs> yeah i actually so, but, i got it i got it on uh april 5th and it lasted for like 16 days it was it was pretty rough but april 5th of 2020 or this year <laughs> this year a couple this of years. year wow. i got it on my birthday Damn. Was that your birthday? Yeah. Oh shit. I didn't realize that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that kind of sucked. But today I get my vaccine, literally like a couple hours after this podcast. So oh the second dose or first dose or one one and done? First dose, proper nice. dose. Yeah. Nice. Proper dose. Okay. Cool. <laughs> a punk reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get it. I'm from the scene. Yeah, you know. Um, I got Pfizer too. So I guess that's like the best in terms of side effects. Okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't have. I got the Johnson and Johnson, so be careful. But yeah, right. I <laughs> no, guess people, I, uh, some people I didn't have any side effects. effects. Yeah, and they they all seem. <laughs> they say they all work. So, so have you checked out any good movies lately? Um, probably. Uh, <laughs> I've I've watched so many movies over yeah. over the last year. Uh, you know, um, I kind of knew you were gonna ask this, and I didn't because i listened to a, <laughs> another episode and i don't have any solid answer i uh i was a big this was like you know obviously you know eight months ago probably but i yeah. i was a big fan of that palm springs movie that came out it was like oh that was fun yeah yeah i thought it was super fun and it was like kind of appropriate for the time yeah. um yeah i uh i watched a movie i watched sneakers recently okay which was have you seen that i think so which one was that again it's old like one, a, right? what's that? It's kind of old right now, right? Yeah, it's a early '90s, I believe. Yeah. But it was like Robert Redford and Dan Aykroyd and like a bunch of people. But uh, okay, it was it was like a kind of like a early computer hacking, like you know, heist type movie. Oh, okay. And it and it held up, so I was like, this is cool. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> but, we watch a bunch of shitty movies, so you don't gotta feel bad. <laughs> I don't. But, <laughs> I mean, I heard that's a great movie, but just in general. <laughs> yeah uh i'm trying yeah i've watched a lot of stuff and I, I can't like every time someone asks me like what have you been watching i'm like i freeze i don't i don't know <laughs> yeah because right? there's just been taking so much in mm-hmm. um watched a lot of shows so i started the Zack snyder movie army of the dead yesterday the one yeah. with like the zombies in vegas how is <laughs> it it's pretty silly i mean it's okay. like two and a half three hours long for no reason but how many zombie movies do you think you've seen in your lifetime oh my god <laughs> I mean, at least 30 or 40. There's so many yeah, of them. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah. 
pretty tired. Yeah, I pers- I personally watch Beavis and Butthead do America like every week. So <laughs> how does that hold up? <laughs> you no, know, it's still there. It's 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 comedy. Oh, that's pretty I much the greatest it, yeah. movie ever. Yeah. 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 I love Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think your favorite release of 2020 would be for music? Hmm. Um. Besides what it would have been, higher lonely power. Yeah. 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 We, that uh, that got messed up a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, it's probably the Lawrence Arms Skeleton Coast. That's probably my most listened to record of nice. 2020. Um, I love it. Uh, also the Phoebe Bridgers record, Punisher. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I, I listen like to that a, a ton. Um, it's hard to even remember what came out now. Uh, I mean, everybody was writing and recording all all year. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Yeah. So. I can relate to that. I think, you know, I mean, there probably already has been because people have been able to like release art mm-hmm. throughout the thing, but I think there's going to be like a huge art explosion. Yeah. Like once people can like be around each other, like fully. So that's what I was thinking. I'm just like all this time that people have been bubbled up. There's so much to come out of it. I feel like, you know, especially in the next yeah. coming, coming months, like fall and winter are going to be crazy. Yeah. Probably mm-hmm. not just music and art and creative outlets, but like science and math and whatever. people oh, yeah. are into. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what got you interested in picking up the bass? Um, well, my band needed needed a bass player, <laughs> so yeah. uh, like I, I I was like 15 and I I was in a band like we started a band with some fr- friends and I was playing guitar, um, but uh, like we needed a bass player and I was like I can I can do that so <laughs> I, like I got a bass from the music store like around the corner from me growing up and uh yeah. then I just kind of stuck with it and I tried to get back in uh into playing guitar and I started like in high school I started at the later in high school I started another band while I was playing guitar um and then uh and then other bands would be like we need a bass player can you play bass for us and, <laughs> and I like I I this the band I was in with Dave from fireworks before fireworks, we were called half the battle. And yeah. like, it was kind of like they were a band from their high school or whatever. And then like, you know, slowly merged into what they became. And we, that was my first like touring band. Um, mm-hmm. But I like, they needed a member playing guitar and I like went and, uh, you know, jammed with them mm-hmm. and they're like, this is great, but you should play bass. And I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, like I'm been established. yeah and then and then uh their uh bass player at the time was a really good guitar player so he moved to guitar so and then it yeah and then dave replaced him later on and that's how i met dave <laughs> so that's, is that how is bass like a lot easier than guitar like people say or not really um i mean it's like less strings like less yeah. you know you don't have to remember all these chords and and stuff like that and like it's but it's like a whole it's a whole different yeah, it's a different way thing of playing. because it's like, yeah, and you have to like, you know, it's the rhythm yeah, section, so it's like a different, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, for punk rock stuff, it was, you know, yeah, it was easy. Perfect. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one up is uh, some artists and albums that were key to you developing an interest in music growing up. Okay. Um, well, I was like, I was always into music. There was like. I don't know. It just always resonated with me. It was like always around my, you know, my dad was, you know, he was, you know, there for the beginning of like rock and roll. 
um but also he had you know appreciation for big band era and just like all all sorts mm-hmm. of music and same with my, my mom would you know she would always sing and um and play piano and stuff and and yeah other family members across the board so i was like always interested in music um and then like i you know at the early 90s i was like when i started to get into my own music you know yeah i was like like crisscross was like uh my uh my big thing that that was like the band that or group i was obsessed with sure. and and that, that went into um uh from there i went into like michael jackson which you know whatever but uh <laughs> i mean great music so i and that was kind of my journey but then uh when i was like 10 uh uh a friend of mine dubbed a cassette for me of dookie that had just come out yeah. by green day hell yeah and i was like okay this is this is my shit this is for me <laughs> uh yeah. and then like going from there i just was like like then i heard the term like punk rock and i was like mm-hmm. oh that's what green day is like that's what i'm into that's what i want to yeah that's what yeah I like. and and then so i like would uh go through their liner notes and be like oh what bands are they friends with like and i'll you know check those bands out and then what other punk bands do i need to hear and i got like the sex Pistols, ramones you know the you know yeah. quintessential the and then you know then i found the more underground stuff you know and then i like you know, there was like at the time there's a because of Green Day and like the offspring, like uh, that was also a big record smash. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a punk explosion, so like Rancid um was getting a lot of airplay in mainstream places, and same with yeah. Descendants. Like this, I, I remember seeing the Descendants on this like MTV show called Oddville that was like a variety show, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's that's for me, and like, <laughs> and then that was just kind of my journey. It was just like, and then Sky was getting huge, so like Real Big Fish, yeah. and and Hell, um, yeah. And then I found Lesson Jake, and I'm then and just, in the pit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then it just kind of spiraled from there. And then, you know, once I got into high school, there's, um, uh, like the, I got into the Suicide Machines, which were from Detroit, which mm-hmm. was like, you know, huge influence on me. They, they, like to this day, they're like one of my favorite bands, and I think they're, mm-hmm. they're the best like ska band, they're the best punk band, and they're best hardcore band, <laughs> and they're like the only band that like kind of all did it. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was a huge influence and um and there was another band from that actually like went to my high school that was like three years older than me or so mm-hmm. um they were fr- seniors when i was a freshman but they were called um pt's revenge and i i was like i was like they were like a pop punk band but in the punk rock sense of like you know late 90s mm-hmm. yeah and i was like this band's so cool and they're they're like local so they're a huge like influence mm-hmm. on me and like the singer actually went on to do uh like he was singing for that band the teen idols and uh bolts to broadway he did a bunch of cool stuff mm-hmm. um hell yeah so yeah that's and then yeah so you then came I from a pretty slowly, good musical slowly. background with your family and friends then it sounds like so that's cool yeah mm-hmm. uh you played hockey growing up and were apparently pretty good <laughs> yeah I, uh, well that one's digging out the bone, the skeletons. <laughs> I, I like that. No, no. I, I mean, I love hockey. I still yeah. to, to this I day. I'm this morning, so. <laughs> yeah, he plays I'm, like every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I haven't, I haven't played uh, since I moved to LA, really, um, yeah. because I was here for a couple months and then quarantine happened. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And like all my my hockey people are back home, but uh, mm-hmm. like I didn't. 
I, yeah, I, I grew up playing hockey. I loved it. Like, uh, yeah, I was, you know, we had a Livonia is the town that I grew up in and we had like a, a pretty big, um, hockey scene hockey league was like it was like we had enough to have like a bunch of teams within the city um so so that was yeah that was cool and yeah i'm still like during my during my like high school like punk years i kind of fell out of it and stopped playing because i was like too punk (laughs) but uh uh that's awesome then um like after after I stopped touring, like I think I dropped in a few times during like you know while I was touring bands and stuff. Mm-hmm. But after I stopped, after fireworks kind of um, called it a day for a minute, uh, mm-hmm. I like a friend invited me to play some roller hockey, and we mm-hmm. like basically had this roller hockey league where we meet up like once a week and play in this like you know court yeah. in this park or whatever. Oh, and awesome. it was it was awesome, and like it was all like you know you know punk like hardcore dudes yeah all like, people you kind of know and gear, yeah gear. and uh and then you know winter came and i was like hey like you know we could just transition to this ice we could yeah, buy some ice time. Some <laughs> yeah yeah and so we like we rented ice every week and um mm-hmm. you know it, it was cool because there was it was like no pressure like there's you know some of the people had never played ice before and we're just yeah. trying to learn how to <laughs> play ice and it was like kind of just fun and then it like the numbers kind of like slowly waned so we like kept inviting other people and they kept inviting other people and then it became this like super fast game that like some people can keep up with and it was just kind of not as fun but it was Mm -hmm. it was it was fun for me because i you know you know Mm -hmm. i like to be competitive but like you know it lost its spirit i guess but me and adam here actually grew up on the same street back in buffalo new york Oh, nice. And we we actually grew up. We we, we played a lot of hockey together, right? And like Auden Yeah, court. we played some hockey together out in the in the in the court street. at the yeah. in the street end of the street. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that was always fun. Yeah. Um, do you nice. think you yeah. could? Do you think you could uh, beat me in a game of mini sticks? Ooh. Uh, I mean, I'd like to try. <laughs> yeah, if it's full contact, yeah, I got some broad shoulders. Oh um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like to try. I don't know. That was like that was the. Be- Thing that we did at like hockey tournaments like when yeah. the whole team would yeah. get like a hotel room and like yeah. in the hallway like i'm sure the staff hated us but we we're just always playing <laughs> so we would play in the lobby at like two in the morning every dude they would freak every single time yeah <laughs> get the ball uh, yeah, let, let, here in the lobby <laughs> yeah let's meet up and play some mini sticks let's All go right. did you did you play any other sports as a youngster or was music your primary focus um yeah it, it was like yeah, I played soccer for a little bit. Um, uh, um, uh, yeah, but music was like kind of my my focus. Like I'm like I don't remember if I I kind of remember a moment where like I was like I was like I'm gonna be a professional hockey player and in a touring band. <laughs> and, and my dad was like, maybe pick one. <laughs> <laughs> So you went with the with the better odds. Yeah, the better <laughs> odds. Uh, yeah, I was probably like twelve or something like that. But um, yeah, yeah, and like you know, I wasn't close to being like good enough to play like any like high competitive hockey. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I was twelve, so um, no good yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I was, yeah, I played, uh, uh, played soccer like when I was like a very youngster, like five or mm-hmm. something like that, because it was like. It was, um, you know, you use your feet, and I was I was born without fingers on my right hand, uh, mm-hmm. and so so, 
like that made sense to everyone that I play soccer because I only use my feet. Yeah. But I was like, but I was yeah, like, where's the fun in that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But then I, I got obsessed with uh, hockey because the Red Wings in Detroit yeah. were just well, like the time. massive. And like, I would go to games with my dad all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just naturally picked up a stick and I was like, oh, I can do this. Like I can, yeah. you know, uh, you know, I learned how to shoot and stick handle. And then I played street hockey like every day for, for a year i think there was like maybe i think in like 96 there was probably maybe like 18 days that i didn't play hockey wow uh, and then so my you know then my parents were like okay you can play ice and then yeah and then just kind of went from there that's cool mm-hmm. it was kind of the same thing with playing ba- like bass or guitar i just like it's not necessarily the instrument that you know mm-hmm. people thought i'd play or whatever uh but i just like i picked it up and i was like oh i can do this like mm-hmm. so you know, had- I found a way you had some really supportive parents too. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. They were always supportive in you know, <clears throat> endeavors. All right. We touched on this a little bit already, but um, we like to go back to how fireworks formed and then it, uh, what were some of the original goals you guys had as the, as a band. Um, fireworks formed because, um, well, uh, Dave, Dave and I were playing in the band half the battle that I mentioned earlier. Um, yeah. And I met him in the band actually, like, cause our guitar player quit. Um, and, uh, I, I was like, Oh, we should get this person, this person, like all friends of mine or whatever. And their drummer was like, no, we should get this like kid from the East side. He's like a ripper. And <laughs> I was like, all right, well, like, like he can come jam. And I, I, like, I'd known who he was. It was Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he was like, I don't, I want to say like 15 or 16 or something like that. And we were like, you know, in mm. our early or late teens, like you know, 18, 19. Yeah. And uh, like, he just came to like my parents' house where we practiced and like, I was like, okay, yeah, let's, <laughs> this is, he's sick. And then we just like him and I just hit it off and mm. we would hang out all the time. And, he, you know, he lived on the other side, on the East side of Detroit and we lived on the West side. So he would come and hang out with us all the time. And um and chris from fireworks uh was um uh he was he was in a band like a hardcore band that was like touring at the time um mm-hmm. called let it die and like so they were doing touring we were doing touring with our band just like diy type stuff mm-hmm. but like they kind of just both lost momentum and like both ended up doing like last shows like like let's call it a day but but simultaneously we had just been jamming because I, I think we were like me chris and dave were like at some show like in the parking lot of the show and we we're like we should start a, like a band <laughs> and and then so we started jamming and um and then we asked our friend tim to play drums and uh that was the original drummer of fireworks and then we like it, this was 2004 um and we we just like jammed for like a year writing songs um in my parents basement and uh and then we like recorded some demos um with uh um uh just like a a local guy and i i remember like recording like going in and recording it but like dave hadn't finished the vocals or whatever and then i went on um i went on tour this was like early 2005 I went on tour with this band from Pittsburgh um, called Voice in the Wire, and uh, I was doing merch for them. And 
I like I I was sent the or I, I think I was sent the demos like either at like and a stop at home or like right before that and I was like holy shit I can't I can't believe I'm a part of this this is awesome yeah um and then uh and then yeah we like kind of put demos on I don't know if it was MySpace or MV3 that kind of like one of the early the early sites and uh and then uh you know I'll like between between all of us we kind of like at least had like a, a fo- like a following in the, like the local Detroit scene, so we had like ears to listen to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and people, you know, people liked it. And then we like, you know, I, after like you know five months of uh, the songs being out there, we played a show. Yeah, and, and that was your first show. Yeah, in late two thousand five, mm-hmm. and um, uh, like uh. I know it was, we just booked it at a hall show like that that was kind of big in the time was like we would run out VFW halls and like book shows and we did that and then um it, we were a four piece at the time and Dave was playing guitar and singing and you know it probably you know looking back it probably wasn't that great it was probably really sloppy um <laughs> uh but uh then uh shortly after uh Brett who was like you know uh he's like he grew up with chris like they've known each other since i was 12 i've probably known them since around the same time uh and he, he was he was always in bands you know with us in our town and stuff like that and then dave was like oh we should get brett to play guitar too mm-hmm. and then then it was kind of cemented as the the original lineup and then mm-hmm. um the five of us kind of then we just started touring we we got on um we did a like a week-long run with this band from chicago called too sweet like it was just like diy midwest shows no one showed up like oh yeah. no <laughs> i mean it was it was awesome yeah, like some of those in my time <laughs> yeah it, it, it was awesome at the time i mean people were there like especially like like in our like in, they were from chicago we were from the you know yeah. detroit area yeah. so like those local shows had some people and then the mm-hmm. cleveland show was like our first like oh people out, outside of uh our hometown like us mm-hmm. yeah um but you know there's some playing the backyards in like indiana that you know yeah but it was like we just like hit it off with that band and um they became like really good friends and then uh and then we're like well we gotta let's make a go of this and we got on like uh, a friend of ours got us on a festival in um out in uh here in like california yeah and uh we just drove out from michigan to <laughs> to pomona and played this like festival and then we like booked you know a handful of shows on the way and then we just kind of it kept snowballing from there was it worth it the pomona one no <laughs> um i mean it, it it was like it was like a big festival it was like that bamboozle festival it was like the bamboozle oh, wow. left oh, um but it it was uh like it was not nearly as well as attended as like the new jersey one yeah um and i don't think they did it again after that but so there was like big names on it like, yeah, I think so, you know. Did, so uh, people came and watched you guys at least a little bit, right? Yeah, at least a little bit. But yeah. you know, it, you know, I don't know yeah, if it, <laughs> how much of a jump it had in us. And then, sure. um, but yeah. we did get to like, uh, we jumped. We got to play like we played a show in Fresno and like a garage, and that was like awesome. Like that yeah. was like people seemed to care and know our songs, which was like yeah. cool. Like we're so far from home, and then we got um to play uh 
we jumped on a show at Gilman Street in uh in mm-hmm. Berkeley. Yeah. And legendary like that was like a legendary venue for me. Yeah. Like you know, all yeah. my favorite bands came from where Green Day, Rancid, Green Day. F Ivy. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry so far. And uh <laughs> so I was like, this is this is awesome. And the show was like like well attended. And I think that kind of just like cemented us as like, you know, yeah, a band that, you know, people could, you know, give a shit about. Mm-hmm. Did uh, people sing? Did people sing along with your band right away when you were going on those shows, or not? Not really. Right away. No, not really. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe the. I kind of remember the Fresno one. Maybe. Um, oh, a couple of people or something. That's yeah, there's you know people knew our stuff. Um, you know here and there. Right. Uh, uh, but we we just kept at it and like uh. I, I don't know what year it was. Probably around like. I think it was 2007 or whatever. Um, we uh, we were friends with um, that band, Set Your Goals. Yeah. Um, we we just kind of met them at a, a show in Detroit, and we were. It was actually kind of funny. We were like, went to go see them just because we heard their demo on you know mm-hmm. online. Yeah. And there was not many people at the show, but we were like, hanging out in the parking lot of the venue, and their singer Jordan came came out, and he's like, "Hey, like." a bunch of our equipment got stolen. Like, do you know anywhere we could get like some, you know, borrow some guitar gear? And we're like, oh, we have some around the corner. We'll go get (laughs) it. And and then we just like, it kind of became friends. And then another Mm -hmm. friend of mine actually joined the band unbeknownst to me. And so it was like kind of the connection there. But anyways, um, uh, we, uh, they had us open a show in Michigan and we were already going on tour with them like a month later yeah mm-hmm. um but we played this place called the myspace cafe what sounds <laughs> amazing yeah which sounds is very, we have more of these Forget yeah that. it was a very weird venue it was uh is it like a like, cyber cafe like what is it? it it was it started as like an internet cyber cafe that sure. but they would have bands play and yeah. and then like it was a small venue and it was like you know mm-hmm. kind of cool like it was a venue to play um and it was a good size but then they got like they moved out of that space and got this like huge like warehouse type space and it was like you know for most shows it was way too, big. too big um but for this show it was like it it fit pretty well because set your goals had a lot of hype at this point yeah. and uh and then we played uh and it was the first when people went nuts and it was like the first time i was like oh we're on to something like people like us yeah and um and then we went on tour with them shortly after and it kind of resonated in you know the cities that we played on the along the coast because mm-hmm. our ep was out at this point mm-hmm. um we are everywhere and yeah. and then uh like then we did like a little um you know kind of like diy you know run and we played in south florida at this place called the talent farm that was awesome and okay, okay. Uh, that like place. we were headlining the show and mm-hmm. like everyone was singing along and i was like okay like <laughs> So yeah, you're pretty idea. far from home there, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the band was originally called Bears. Who called it that? I don't really remember. It was, I mean, it was all of us. It was like it, it would <laughs> been me. It would been me. Um, me, Brett, or me, Chris, Tim, and Dave. Um, just probably like brainstorming or just kind of yeah. We know because what's we we have a bear. What's that? What's your favorite type of bear? Ooh. <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm gonna have to say koala. Okay, <laughs> that's a good yeah. one. That was not what I would have would have pegged you. Yeah, for. but you know, 
you know, that's a North American bear. I don't know. <laughs> Brown bear, maybe. <laughs> uh, or polar. Polar is pretty yeah. cool. Talon's into panda bears. I like the bears that strip. <laughs> yeah, those, those are good. I've seen a few of those. Uh, yeah, I mean, all, you know, there's, I, I haven't really, you know, there's not a bear that I've seen that I'm like, yeah, I don't like that bear. So, <laughs> uh, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really remember where that came from. I think it was just kind of a yeah. thing that we just said. And then you saw then the turtles kinda... and the beetles and everything else. And you said, yeah, oh, short name is probably better. Right. If, and if there might've been another bears, that's might why we changed it to fireworks. Mm. Yeah. I think there was another bears. That would have been surprising. I feel like there might have been, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so who decided to change it to fireworks then, and why did you guys pick fireworks? Um, if if I remember correctly, uh, it was we were we decided to change the name. We decided we needed a name, so we were brainstorming a bunch of names, and uh, it was around I think the Fourth of July, and um, we kept like saying the title of that. Uh, American Nightmare song, fuck, fuck what fireworks stands for. Yeah. And then uh, we were, that was just kind of in our, you know, in the ether. Yeah. And then we're like, fireworks. And, we're yeah. like, and we were like, like we had yeah, always right. been fun, you know, having fun, like lighting off fireworks and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, that's, that's my recollection of it. Like someone else in the band might have a different one. Um, but that's, I mean, kinda, it worked. It I, worked. I, I remember being with Tim. Just enough. Yeah. Uh, you had a short stint with Run for Cover, who put out your first couple of releases, and then you guys signed with Triple Crown Records. Why the change, and how did it help the band grow? Um, well, uh, we yeah we so Jeff from Run for Cover, um, he messaged us, uh, um, like pretty early on, you know, from our demos being on whatever site they were on, um, yeah. And he had he had only put out like a few seven inches like for this is hell and sinking ship and maybe another, mm-hmm. and um, so then uh, he like he was like I want to I want to pay for this you know release I want to do a proper release and we we're like yeah and then we kind of had we had to have a meeting like as a band be like Jeff's like gonna put you know invest in us you know and so we have to like be a real band yeah we have to yeah. decide if this is it yeah and, and, and kind of in return i i feel that like it kind of forced him to be a real label too yeah um but uh so so we, we you know recorded the ep and put it out but um and then we we toured for uh you know for like almost like three years off of that and like we weren't like you know, the run for cover was growing, but they were nowhere near what they, you know, are now, which yeah. is incredible. Like how far they've, they've mm-hmm. come like, um, and so, yeah, we, then, um, kind of like, we were at, kind of on the radar of triple crown through, uh, hit the lights. Mm-hmm. And then our, our friend, uh, Brian from, uh, Detroit was in, uh, a band on triple crown called receiving in a science. So he kind of vouched for us. And, um, and then um, my friend Joe, uh, he was, he was touring with a bunch of bands and he ran into Fred from triple crown and was like, Hey, like you should check out these new fireworks demos. Cause we had recorded like three new demos. And then like, then I got a call from Fred um, and it was like, you know, 
kind of like that was like kind of the plan was like kind of um you know put out an ep and then kind of like use that as a stepping stone to like launch to a bigger label and then um we worked out a deal that i think that he could license the ep from jeff yeah uh from run for cover um and then yeah and then and that's you know kind of where we stayed mm-hmm. your debut record all i have to offer is is my own confusion was recorded in just two and a half weeks what kind of preparation went into the creation of that album um it was it was like a, a long process because like i said we've been touring for like three years so we had like between yeah. the ep and that we just had like kind of a bunch of songs written and then mm-hmm. we did some demos yeah here and there and uh and then so we had like a pretty we had a pretty good chunk of the record written um uh when we uh when we went when we flew out to out out to we recorded in orange out here in la mm-hmm. or orange county um yeah and uh triple crown was like we want chad from newfound glory to produce it and we're like okay and then um we went into like a a a rehearsal studio and for like three days and we just kind of he just kind of tore apart the songs 